Bible treasures. Topic 18. Sorrow. Welcome to the Sound Doctrine Telecast. Praise God for all the corrective teaching we received through this series of talks. The subject we are considering during the last four weeks has been sorrow. We want to begin making some statements. Sorrow is the lot of every man and every woman. The type of sorrow varies from person to person. And the causes of sorrow are innumerable. We are never without sorrow. That was the testimony of the apostles. Turn with us to book of Romans 8th chapter. Look at verse 36. As it is written, for your sake we are killed all day long. And the types of sorrow are given in verse 35. Distress and persecution, famine, nakedness, peril, sword. Such a variety, so many troubles and sufferings they went through and that they say was all day long. However, they were victorious as we read in verse 37. Yet in all these things we are more than conquerors through Him who loved us. In other words, they had known how to handle sorrow. The problem with most of us is that we do not know how to handle sorrow. Hence, our topic is how not to sorrow. So far, we have done four lessons. Lesson number one. Do not dream of happy times always. Lesson number two. Do not deny the feelings of sorrow. Lesson number three. Do not be immersed in worldly sorrow. Last week we studied lesson number four. Do not despise God's chastisement. Today we'll move on to lesson number five. How not to sorrow. Do not be afraid of men. Do not be afraid of men. Question may arise like this. Can a child of God afford to have enemies? If so, how he should handle them? Turn with us to book of Proverbs, 16th chapter, for a very popular verse. Read verse 7 to you. When a man's ways please the Lord, he makes even his enemies to be at peace with him. This does not mean that a child of God will not have enemies. This only means because a child of God is a godly person, he will not do evil to any man. So he is generally liked by any people. But the Bible is full of the stories of God's men who were severely opposed and tortured by their enemies. 
We can look at some examples. To begin with, we will go to the life of Joseph. We all know he was a godly young man. What happened? We'll read Genesis 49 verses 22 and 23. Joseph is a fruitful bough. A fruitful bough by a well, his branches run over the wall. In other words, he was a blessing to other people. Even then what happened, look at verse 23. The archers have bitterly grieved him, they shot at him and they hated him. But how did he handle it? Look at verse 24. Bow remained in strength and the arms of his hands were made strong by the hands of the mighty God of Jacob. Joseph was a good man. He was a blessing to others. He was bitterly shot at by his enemies. However, his hands were strengthened by the God of Jacob. Another example we can think of is none other than Psalmist David. He was a man after God's own heart. But what does he say in Psalm 3 verses 1 and 2? How they have increased who troubled me. Many are those who rise up against me. Many are those who say of me there is no help for him in God. Not a few enemies, but he says many enemies and they have increased in numbers. What did he do? Look at verse 4. I cried to the Lord with my voice. I prayed unto the Lord. And what did he do after that in verse 5? I lay down and slept. I awoke for the Lord sustained me. Too many enemies. Told the Lord all my problems. Telling him of my problems, I went off to sleep peacefully. And what does he say in verse 6 as a testimony? I will not be afraid of ten thousands of people who have set themselves against me around. Now come to Psalm 7 and we'll read the first two verses. O Lord, my God, in you I put my trust. Save me from those who persecute me and deliver me. Lest they tear me like a lion, rending me in pieces while there is no one to deliver. You see here, David, he once tore off a lion's mouth. But now he's crying unto the Lord that his enemies want to tear him like a lion. And he cried unto the Lord. Cried unto the Lord, he had a conviction. That's what we read in the same Psalm, verse 15. Made a pit and dug it out and has fallen into the ditch which he made. This is the kind of conviction we should have about people who are opposing us. Turn with us to Psalm 13. Read the first two verses. How long, O Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long shall I take counsel in my soul, having sorrow in my heart daily? How long will my enemy be exalted over me? 
And he says, I have sorrow in my heart daily. We all know that Psalm 23 is a very beloved and favorite psalm. Even in that psalm in verse 5, you know what he says, You prepare a table for me in the midst of my enemies. And he was surrounded by rowdies. How do we say that? Look at Psalm 22. Read from verse 19. How does he compare the people who are working against me? They are like the power of a dog. And he said they are like a lion's mouth. They say they are like wild oxen. You know, a dog barks and it bites. And a lion will roar and devour. An oxen will gore. This is a picture of what a rowdy is. And that's what he says. So many rowdies are surrounding me. Not only Joseph and David, even Jesus had the same lot. He did everything to please his father. He had no sin. He had no fault in him. He went about doing good only. But we know that his enemies, they hated him, they tortured him, finally they killed him. The same was the lot of the apostles also. Turn with us to 1st Corinthians 16th chapter. God was blessing them wherever they went preaching the gospel. 1st Corinthians 16th chapter and the 9th words. Great and effective door has opened to me. That's a blessing. But there are many adversaries. One side God is blessing my ministry, on another side people are working against me. Come to the second Corinthians sixth chapter and come to the eighth words. There he says honor as well as dishonor. Then he says evil report and good report. All these things will always go together. Come to the eleventh chapter. And look at the 26th verse. He says, perils of my own countrymen. And he says, perils of the Gentiles. And he says in the same words towards the end, in perils of false brothers. Either side there will always be problems and a servant of God and a child of God should know how to handle it without fearing any of these. No child of God should be surprised if there are enemies always increasing. They may be open enemies or they may be even secret enemies. Now we will see how to be delivered from the fear of men. Turn with us to the book of Proverbs 29th chapter and look at the 25th verse. Fear of man brings a snare, but whoever trusts in the Lord shall be safe. What a beautiful statement. The man of God by name Oswald Chambers has given a quote. When you fear God, you will fear nothing else. When you don't fear God, you will fear everything else. That was the teaching of Jesus, isn't it? Turn with us to the book of Luke to look at that very familiar passage. And we will read to you verses 4 and 5. 
I said to you, my friends, you know, he was giving them an encouragement. My friends, do not be afraid of those who kill the body and after that have no more that they can do. But I will show you whom you should fear. Fear him who, after he has killed, has power to cast into hell. Yes, I say to you, fear him. In other words, Jesus said, don't fear any man who can at the maximum kill your body only. You have to fear God who after you are killed can kick you into hell. Now this was also stated and taught to us very clearly in a very beautiful Old Testament passage. Turn with us to the book of Isaiah 51st chapter. Second portion of the seventh words. Do not fear the reproach of men, nor be afraid of their revilings. The reason is given in verse 12. I, even I am he who comforts you. Who are you that you should be afraid of a man who will die, and of the son of man who will be made like grass? See how beautifully these truths are merging here. Beloved, this is an oft-repeated truth in the whole Bible. Turn with us for an example to Psalm 27th chapter. Read from verse 1. Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Come with us to Psalm 56. This repetition is not without meaning. Look at verse 4. God, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust. I will not fear. What can flesh do to me? And come to the eleventh words. In God, I have put my trust. I will not be afraid. What can man do to me? You know, in one psalm, twice, the same thing is repeated. What can man do? What can the fleshly man do? Come with us also to Psalm 118. And look at the sixth words. Lord is on my side, I will not fear. What can man do to me? The same truth is carried for us together into the New Testament by Apostle Paul. We all know that beautiful passage in Romans 8th chapter. We read in the 31st words. If God be for us, who can be against us? Yes, beloved, that's the question we want to constantly ask ourselves. If God be for us, who can be against us? If God be for us, who can be against us? If God be for us, who can be against us? If God be for us, who can be against us? Take these words one by one and just make it a part of yourself. Now how to respond to enemies when we are under attack or when we are under threat? There are a few guidelines which we want to give you. Suppose you are accused. Check your life. If there are things to be set right, set right. Go ahead with all boldness. 
because god uses even our enemies and opposers to straighten our path that's what we read in psalm 27 and we will read to you verse 11 teach me your way o lord and lead me in a smooth path because of my enemies so if the criticism is helpful in your life accept it and then get yourself corrected next step you know what you should take simply relax into the hands of god david presents an excellent example he was the king shimei began to curse david and he began to throw stones at him all the mighty men of valor were actually standing with david they said just tell us a word we will take off his head what did david say just let him do what he wants perhaps god has allowed him to do it another occasion you know amalekites they just came and destroyed things belonging to david burnt things and they carried away men and women and the people wanted to stone david but what does the bible say David encouraged himself in the Lord. Not only David, Prophet Jeremiah was a very true prophet. He spoke only what God told him. So people wanted to stone him and kill him. What did he do? You do whatever you want to do. I am safe in the hands of God. If the accusation that comes against you is false, take the attitude of David. I became deaf and dumb. Take the case of Jesus. Pilate asked him a question. Jesus answered him. But when the priest they asked him a question, he just kept mum. It's God-given wisdom. You know one thing you should never forget. the devil uses the fear of men to paralyze us and he uses it to sidetrack us from our main work that's what happened in the case of nehemiah there were five attempts to stop him every time he gave the same answer i am sorry i am doing a great work i cannot come down maybe you are a servant of god listening to this message you will have your sanballats and tobias don't be afraid of them keep going forward whatever god has assigned to you that you keep doing how not to sorrow do not be afraid of men god bless you